Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello and happy okay-ish Wednesday. Can any of you believe that it's December 15th? Holy cow, I I can't believe it. So don't worry, we still will have episodes every Wednesday throughout the holidays, through the new year. Don't you worry. I know, I know you all have been, you know, thinking about it. You'll still have something to listen to if you're driving to see family or whatever it may be. Also, if you don't mind wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe. Um, the the podcast gurus on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those places like it when people subscribe. So that would be great. So today I was actually going to talk about not this. And then a friend of mine who is a fellow therapist, she posted something on Facebook this morning. And I was like, screw my plan of what I was going to talk about okay-ish, on okay-ish. I have to talk about this. She posted this morning that she read a statistic somewhere that said 85% of our 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day are negative. And she posted this, and then she said that after she read this statistic, wherever, probably Instagram or Facebook or somewhere, she started noticing a bunch of influencers and people online referencing this statistic and talking about, you know, how 85% of our thoughts are negative. So my friend went and did some research on it to find out if this statistic was real. And guess what? It's not. It's not real. At all. Like, not even close to real. I'm pretty sure there aren't any, like, studies on this, because how can we keep track of all the thoughts we have a day? Holy cow. But it's interesting, because even though my friend was the one who did did the legwork finding out whether or not this statistic was true... What stood out to me about this was that she was seeing it everywhere, right? Once she saw it once, it was coming up everywhere. And hopefully we know by now that social media, Google, whatever it may be, targets us, listens to us, right? So if I click on an ad for, you know, running shoes, ads for running shoes are going to be all over, you know, my social media and my Google and email and whatever. So probably why she started seeing it everywhere is because she clicked on it, looked more into it, and then all these people started talking about it. But it's not true. It's not accurate. And all these people online were like, let me help you with your 85% negative thoughts per day. And it's like, okay, yeah, do we want to help with negative thoughts? Absolutely. But What? That's not even a thing. That's not even true. 
So with this coming out, with me reading this, I was like, I have to talk to everyone who is okay-ish about this because we all know, we all know that it is unrealistic to not have any negative thoughts. And we also all know, as okay-ish human beings, that there's a lot of bullshit out there. So I've talked about the bullshit It's basically why I have a podcast is to talk about this bullshit and kind of say, this is true. This isn't true. That being said, I haven't done like a full episode just on this. So I was like, okay, perfect timing to do an episode all about this. So today I'm going to talk about some things that we probably all think are facts that are not facts. And then I'm going to give you four things to think about, four things to be able to spot fake science, pseudoscience, things that aren't real, just ways to help you out that are kind of like, yeah, this is a surefire, like not real thing. But before we get into those four things that's going to help you spot and so you can know what you can trust and what you can't trust. I want to talk about the pseudoscience that we all believe. Now, before I go into some of the pseudoscience that we all believe, I fall into this stuff too. Like, don't get me wrong. For example, I try to walk 10,000 steps a day. I don't know why, aside from the fact that my Apple Watch tells me, but I don't know why. I've I've heard people talk about it. I have no idea if there's any scientific evidence behind that. Now, granted, I don't really care if there's any scientific evidence behind it because walking, there is scientific evidence behind the fact that walking is good for you. And if that encourages me to walk more, great. But things like that, where I'm sure I could find it if I looked into it, but I just believe things that I'm told. We're kind of all gullible in that way. So here's some of my favorite psychology fake science things. People only use 10% of their brain. Or another brain one is um, some people are left-brained and other people are right-brained. I have a big secret to tell you. We need both sides of our brain. Both sides are kind of important. If we're only using 10% of our brain, that means we're, we're, we're not doing well. That means we're probably, you know, in the hospital on life support. Yeah, not true. Not true at all. But how many of you have heard that, right? How many of you have probably been like, oh, I'm so right-brained? <laughs> you guys, it's not a thing. Another one, another uh, famous one is playing classical music to infants can increase their intelligence. No scientific evidence for that. Now, maybe that that's a nice thing. I mean, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with playing classical music to infants. But uh, it doesn't increase their intelligence. Another one is responses to inkbot tests reveal a great deal about one's personality. So an inkbot test, we've probably seen inkbot tests um, like on TV or in the movies where there, there's just kind of like a, a, 
a mass of ink on a piece of paper and you show it to a client and say, what do you see? And the joke usually like on TV or in the movies is the person will say they see, you know, their dad killing their mom or like something absolutely crazy, absolutely wild that will, you know, reveal a lot about their personality and their trauma and what's going on with them. Not a thing. Inkblot tests don't work. Freud came up with them, and Freud was a genius in a lot of ways, but Freud also did a lot of cocaine and was pretty nutty, and there is no scientific evidence behind those at all. Another one that I, oh, I hate this. I hate this. People with schizophrenia have multiple personalities. That's not true. There's something called dissociative identity disorder, which was previously known as multiple personality personality disorder. And then schizophrenia is a different mental health diagnosis. Those are different diagnoses. They do not mean the same thing. You've heard me talk about bipolar disorder on here before, how one of the big things I love to tell people is bipolar disorder is not mood swings. So we should not be using that term as like a slang term. If like one of our friends or our partner is having a mood swing, that's just called a mood swing. Going off on that too, um, a lot of people think that people with mental health disorders are dangerous, or maybe they think that, um, or have been told that it's not necessarily, you know, people with anxiety and depression aren't necessarily dangerous, but like if you have a personality disorder, that means you're dangerous. Not true. Not true. Um, this one is a funny one. Psychiatric hospital admissions increase when there's a full moon. Not true. Not true. Lie detector tests or polygraphs accurately assess for dishonesty. I think I think we all pretty much have, have learned that that is not true. Lie detector test polygraphs are not accurate. They are not evidence-based. People can learn new languages while asleep. That would be really awesome if it was true, but unfortunately it's not. And then my favorite one that I love to tell people, I was just having a conversation with someone about this the other night, opposites attract. So I said that to a woman I know the other night and she said, wait, 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 but my husband and I are opposite. You know, I'm outgoing and he's introverted. Okay. You're different in those ways. I go, but what about like your values and your political views and your religion and your upbringing and your parenting styles and this, that, and the other? And she goes, oh, yeah, we're the same. Because here's the secret I have to tell you all. Opposites don't really get along. <laughs> so saying that opposites attract just isn't true. But again, how often have we heard these things? Have we heard someone talk about these things? Have we seen these things and thought, oh, it must be true. And then we base decisions off of that. Sometimes that's fine. Like with my example of walking 10,000 steps a day. Again, walking is good for you. Great. But sometimes that can be really, really dangerous. And I have to know, I am telling you this. Hopefully you trust me. I have some like credentials and some experience to back me up. But please, by all means, go to the internet and check check these facts. 
right? If you just say, oh, Mary Ellen told me, so it must be true. That's not really fact checking. I'm sure I'm wrong about certain things. Again, I check my facts before I talk on this podcast because I want to make sure I'm telling, you know, correct statistics and correct, you know, updated facts and things like that. But just believing me, believing anyone isn't necessarily true. And again, I've talked about this a lot, a lot on here, but all my students who say, well, I saw on TikTok. Well, this person said that they have bipolar disorder, so they must have bipolar disorder. Maybe they do, but maybe they don't. And another thing I want to say about this before I get to the four things to spot true and untrue information is the point of me sharing this information is not so we're like distrusting of people because <laughs> that's not good either. Most people are not spouting off facts thinking I'm lying to everyone, right? It's simply just we don't know or we don't have all the evidence or we're misinterpreting things. Um, this is not to say to not trust people, to not believe people. Again, people's opinions are very important. And we may very much care about certain people's opinions, but it's important to recognize that an opinion is an opinion and not necessarily a fact. And if we are looking for facts, this is how we do it. So there's a lot of different ways to kind of spot pseudoscience versus real science. But the four ways I'm going to give you today is the first way is to, let's say you're reading an article and it says, you know, we surveyed a group of 100 college students. That is an unrepresentative sample. What that means is there are a lot more than 100 college students in this world. And surveying 100 college students is not a good example for being able to apply that information that you got from those 100 college students to all college students. And where were these college students? I want to know their ages. I want to know their demographics. I want to know their socioeconomic status. I want to know their family history. I want to know all of that, right? So you may read these articles and think, oh, 100 college students said they have increased anxiety this year. Okay, great. That doesn't mean it's for all college students. And we have to be careful about that because numbers trip, trip us up. I mean, I know they certainly trip me up because I talk about feelings not numbers. And so I can look at a number and think, oh my gosh, that's a huge number, a thousand people. That's a ton of people. But if you think of a thousand college students versus all the college students in the world, that's like a tiny, 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 tiny percentage. So we have to be careful when looking at those numbers. So try to spot unrepresentative samples. The second thing that I want you to try to spot is sensationalized headlines. I know I click on headlines that have a cool title or have a grab or like want to, you know, they pull me in somehow. That doesn't mean it's true. In college, I took a communications class and the communications professor was a news reporter and she would always talk about how Whenever there's a fire, 
like a house fire or an electrical fire, whatever, whatever it may be, whenever there's a fire, the news likes to call it a blaze. And for some reason, I remember this. And every time I watch the news and there's a fire, they talk about the blaze. It was such a blaze. When in real life are we saying the word blaze? We're probably not. <laughs> but that's an example of like a sensationalized headline. Like the news says a blaze because it sounds cool. It doesn't mean we're actually using that word. So that's just an example of obviously news tries to kind of like grab us and have good writing and get us in there. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. All right. The third thing to spot, and this is, this might be a little controversial. Well, it shouldn't be controversial because it's a fact, but correlation does not equal causation. Let me give an example. Correlation is another word for a relationship. So does this thing have a relationship with this other thing? So for example, there are, as, as murder rates increase, ice cream sales increase. That is a fact. Again, look it up if you, if you want to if you want to check your sources. As murder rates increase, ice cream rates increase. That means that there's a correlation there, right? There is a relationship there. Both of these things are increasing at the same time. There's a relationship there. That does not mean that murderers are hopped up on ice cream and that's where they're killing people. That's not what that means. There's no cause there. Just because there's a relationship doesn't mean there's a cause. The cause, I'll tell you the cause there, is heat. In the summertime, ice cream rates are up. Murder rates are also up in the summertime. So, and again, I wouldn't say heat is the cause. Uh, I shouldn't have said heat is the cause, but heat is kind of like the common denominator of those two things. I don't know the cause of why murder rates go up in the summertime. I don't know that. I should look it up. But this can be really dangerous because guess what? The news will say things like, hey, ice cream rates are increased and so are murders. And as human beings, we, we automatically put those things together in our heads. So the example I always, always give with when I'm explaining correlation and how it's not causation is autism and vaccines. As autism rates increase, vaccine rates increase, or the amount of people vaccinated increases. There's a relationship there. There's a correlation. That does not mean that vaccinations cause autism. I believe, I believe that what that means is we're, we're more accurate with our autism testing these days than we were previously. So we have to be careful when reading these articles, when understanding these things, that correlation is not causation. Literally, if you've never listened to anything I've said before, remember this, because it drives me up a wall. <laughs> drives me up a wall. The last thing I want to tell you when looking at news is look for peer-reviewed articles. Peer-reviewed articles means, let's say I'm doing research 
I'm going to want a bunch of other scientists and therapists and doctors to look at my research to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Because as a human being, I'm biased. I make mistakes. So I, I want a bunch of other people to look at it and be like, oh, okay, no, she did this correctly. Or, ooh, I see this this issue with this. Right? So articles will say whether or not it's peer-reviewed. Studies will say whether or not they're peer-reviewed. And we always, 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 always want peer-reviewed because we want people to, to check us, right? So in going into the holidays where we'll be with our family, you know, and somebody's bound to say, well, I just read this article or I just saw on the news or I just, you know, saw on Facebook. Check with those four things. Because it may surprise you. It may surprise you. And again, I don't want us all to be distrusting of everyone, but I want us to all to be able to think critically and look at the whole picture, not just a sliver of the picture, because looking at the whole picture is going to help us be okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.